Good morning. You listen to Blue Collar Tribe Podcast, your home for everything blue collar worldwide. Let's get into it. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to Blue Collar Tribe Podcast. I am your host, Splash. We are in season four of Blue Collar Tribe. Wow, I cannot believe that I am in the fourth season of this podcast. It has just been amazing. There is so many things to go over, and I'm just going to get into it. First and foremost, though, thank you to all my new listeners that I have, and thank you to my old listeners that have shared this. So, again, I can only do this with you guys spreading the word. So, thank you so much. You can visit us on TikTok and Instagram at splashco underscore underscore. On the Twitter, we're on there now, and on YouTube. We're going to be shooting some live videos along with this. So, now that we've gotten most out of the way, let's get into it. It is Wednesday, October 6th, 2021. This has been the weirdest year and a half of my life. And I've seen some stuff. So I imagine it's been very weird for you too. But today we're going to talk about something that is happening industry-wide. Now, this is specifically for the paint... Well, actually, Scratch is not for the paint community. This is for every contractor that's out there because there are... I keep minimizing that this is for this kind of trade or this is for that kind of trade. And I'm very doing a very much disservice to that. So I want to just jump into it. For those of you in the industry that are true tradesmen and tradeswomen, you've noticed and you've gotten these emails. I'm going to specifically talk about a company called Sherwin-Williams. Now, for those of you listening for a long time, you already know that I use. For my new listeners, I exclusively use Sherwin-Williams. No, they're not a sponsor. They're not paying me. I just painted so damn much with their product. I know exactly what I'm going to get with every product that I spray or I roll or brush. So that's why we stick with it. With the exclusion of Benjamin Moore cabinet paint, we use that paint primarily on everything. I can say about 98% is Sherwin-Williams. So with COVID, and I'm, and I'm really quite frankly done talking about COVID. I didn't want to start season four like this, but it's necessary. So if you don't know any of my conversation or my thoughts on COVID, go back, listen to season two or three, whatever that was in. And and let me know what you think. But in September, Sherwin-Williams announced that they were going to raise their prices again. And it wasn't actually in September that they did this. They did this a little earlier um, and I'll try to find out that date uh, that they did uh, in the newspaper because I've read directly from their news release. But there, there's a few dates. So first and foremost, I know that my Sherwin-Williams reps listen to this podcast. So, so be it. They raised the prices because when Texas had a freeze over, there was a shortage in supplies. There was a shortage in what made the paint work the way that it needed to work. They raised our supplies, which that also created a shortage, which meant all of us painters and contractors alike were out there hustling, trying to do. I mean, it takes me sometimes two weeks to just get the paint in to complete a job. I've really had to change the way that I run my business um, as the owner itself and making sure that I have everything lined up. I know I'm not talking old news. I know this is something that you all know. But I want to bring this up because there's a the reason that we're discussing this today is because it's going to allow you to make more money. We look at it as a bad thing. And I know that 
you know, cost on everything is going up. Well, guess what? That means the cost of your business gets to go up as well. There's a few factors that go into this, but let's 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 hone in on the Sherman Williams thing. So ultimately, what happened is they started adding a four percent surcharge. Now, if you've bought anything from Sherman Williams lately, go look at your receipt. There's a four percent surcharge. This is to help cover the rising costs. So their second quarter and their third quarter were horrible for them. They're going to say that they were okay, but they were act they were actually not that well. As being someone who works with managers close um, throughout three states here, I'm very good friends with managers, and we've had very in-depth conversations about this. No, this is not anything that they're not allowed to talk about. It's business. We talk about it all the time because you can't call me as the painter. Now, I had my I had my rep call me. I had the store manager call me. I had my rep's rep call me. Um, so you can't call me and tell me, hey, Splash, I need to let you know we're going to raise your prices. Then two weeks later, hey, Splash, we're going to add a 4% surcharge. That Splash does I don't take that this is what's going to happen very lightly. I'm going to talk. Thank you to my friend Stinger Brush, my sponsor today. I am absolutely loving their product. It's been one of the best products we've brought into our Splash Co company here. The reason that I love this thing is because when you go to paint, there's a few things that come to mind. One, how clean of a line can I get for the customer? Two, how many times are I going to dip my brush into the paint bucket while it's painting? And the third one is the cleanup. Do I just get to throw that brush away? Not anymore, my friends. When you use a Stinger brush with the Stinger technology, you're going to get a clean, crisp line. You're going to be able to go all the way through your motion of your painting with one dip in the paint can. And lastly, when you go to clean the brush, even after the hundredth time, it's going to feel like a brand new brush. Don't take my word for it. Go visit my friends at stingerbrush.com. Use my code SPLASH20 on your whole order. Get 20% off. Thank you again, Stinger Brush. Me, I want to know the why. The why is so important to me because once I understand it, then I can make sense of it. Whether I want it to make sense or not, I can understand it. So, like I said, when Texas froze over, it created a shortage in some of the product that was used in paint. And it not only created it in Texas, it created it nationwide across the United States. Um, in their press release, the demand for paints and products was so high, they couldn't make, they couldn't get the products done. So they obviously had overtime. They had some shipping issues. Gas went up. Lumber went up. Concrete went up. Drywall went up. Everything across the board in the trades has gone up. So they started doing the raise of just saying, hey, we're just going to raise the paint prices. It's a percentage or two. I, I, I'm not certain of what mine was. It was um, a pretty decent size. So with the raw material shortage that they were having, it created it worldwide. Now, I do know that we were getting paint from Canada. And, and thank you to my friends up north in Canada, their facility. They were sending it back. The problem is, is that some of the times... Um, they were a little bit off on the colors, and and I, I think it's just difference of the machines they use because I don't my understanding they're not the same machines they come to tinting. Um, but when you look at Sherman Williams stock, everything's okay. So what Sherman decided to do on top of that is add a four percent surcharge to everybody. So go pull those receipts out, and you'll see it right there. This is basically to help cover the gas and everything else, transportation, the overtime. Now they said that it's not permanent. I want to brace you that I do have a, a feeling that this could be. Now, I could very well be wrong in this, but companies are really good at sneaking that in. So now that we're here to talk, we've talked about that. I, I'm not bashing Sherman Williams. I'm not bashing. I got a letter from Benjamin Moore saying the same thing 
I got a letter from my PPNG rep saying the same thing, that all my pricings were going up. So whilst I don't like that very much, I do understand it as a business owner. I can look back and not have, see how it's going to reflect my business, but look back at it overall as an owner, if I had a product such as paint, why I would need to raise my prices. So then I put myself back into the position of how is this going to affect me? Now, 4% to big businesses is not a lot. At the end of the year, it can add up. But to the smaller businesses, and I'm going to include myself in that, to, to, a, uh, to a painter who does, you know, 130000 a year to on up or on down, 4% can be a lot. So then we have to think, how do we add that on? But there, before we get into adding that on to our business, why... Why I said when I started this, it's a good thing because you're going to make more money is this. With COVID happening, I, I, I don't know how the trend is where you're at. But here in Utah, everybody I've interviewed this year, and I've interviewed probably over 40 different um, potential painters. They all want 25 an hour. There was not one single person that I talked to this year that did not want 25 an hour. Now, why... Are they asking for so much? Because they're lazy. That's why. <laughs> I've talked to many friends, California, Texas, Florida, even the UK. But let, let's stick to the United States for this conversation. There's this growing trend amongst trades people that feel that they value themselves more. They look at the business owner. They see the business owner driving the new truck going on vacation, buying the boat, buying the Tesla, buying the Lamborghini. First and foremost, those things are fucking easy to buy. Pay your bills, get credit, go in debt. You can buy those things. So stop looking at the shiny toys thinking that because you're making money for the business that you deserve a higher raise. It's not to say that you don't. But the truth of the matter when I say you're lazy is this. A lot of people took a lot of time off and took the unemployment. I, I've spoke about this prior. I, have, I, I, I let guys go. I had friends that worked for me that wanted to get paid under the table while, whilst they were collecting unemployment. Um, that's just not good business. I know, I, I know from across the table that seems like it's good, but it's not. Because every dollar that comes into a business is a dollar that's taxed. And I, I noticed these workers that, that work. It, I'd like to take a minute and thank my friend Bucket Edge. This is a very innovative tool that I absolutely love on my job site. As someone who sprays a lot, I don't like to use a lot of tape or paper. I do pride myself being able to have that ability to spray. And when you're rolling rooms, sometimes you just don't have that extra tape or you're out of tape. Worry no more because with the Bucket Edge, there are three different shield sizes that allow you to Either place your shield right on the carpet, covering it and protecting the carpet. Whilst you roll that wall, it'll sit right on the trim. And you can roll right down to it. Once you're done, move it. You have a very thin line of cutting in. Second, while you're shielding on a ladder, you can hold the shield and you can go ahead and spray and not have to worry about overspray. Worry about the cardboard bending or anything else like that. So visit my friends at bucketedgetoolsllc.com. Use my code SPLASH. Get a discount and enjoy spraying and painting on. Have a great day, everyone, and thanks again, Bucket Edge. I have some subs that I that I sent a lot of 
business too. Um, and they've all, we, we recently went to lunch. We were talking about, you know, how winter's going to look, what the exterior season is going to wrap up. Um, and the three of them have this, basically the same thing is like, man, we're getting a lot of pushback from our employees. So we broke it down. Why? And ultimately the four of us came to the conclusion that there's just laziness, the going. You, you see the, you don't see the owner on the job site that much. And, and you tell yourself, well, I'm doing all the work. Then you go and have your smoke break and, Samantha saying, well, we're doing all the work and they're not even here. What you don't understand is that when you're the owner, your business doesn't close. I don't give a fuck what your website says. The business doesn't close. So as as much as you think like you're doing all the labor, you're, you're forgetting something. And, and if you're not the business owner and you're just – the I don't say you're just, but you're the employee, whether you're the lead or you're the prepper, the sprayer, the concrete setter, the framer, the saw guy, the tape, whatever weird quote unquote title you've given yourself, the TikTok maker on the on the job site. Stay in your lane. You want more money. Every business owner I've ever talked to. I'm talking the guys that live in small, very small cities like Winnemucca, Nevada, clear up to guys that work in New York City in San Diego, California, that they don't mind paying you. But the problem is, is that part of, and I don't want to call it generational, I think it's just this movement that you want to sit and wonder why you're not getting paid all this. It's very easy. Show up and do your job. If you want more money, work the overtime that's available. I have a lot of guys that don't want to do overtime. Or talk to your supervisor, your boss, whoever it is, and say, hey, man, I know I'm making X amount. This is my skill set. I want to learn this. And once I learn and master this in this amount of time, can we then discuss me getting paid this? Any good business owner or a decent business owner is going to look at you and think like, wow, that is so awesome that you want to learn this. I know I'm talking like, oh, it's all cute and cuddly. I'm just getting to the point of like, show up and do what you were hired for. I, I'm going to do a poll on Instagram. And I guarantee you that every contractor that I know of that will see this poll that comments on it honestly can tell you that in some time in their life, every year they hire someone who says they know how to do something and they don't. And then we get burnt because it's three weeks of pay, maybe even five weeks, that this person we hired just doesn't know what the hell they're doing. And it sucks. It really does. But it, it is what it is. So a lot of myself and, and, the, and the people I communicate with, I tell them, like, take a stand. You have this amount of time to work. You're not getting a raise, period. Show up. You know, in my business model... I, I get jobs that are like, hey, I have a bedroom here. I have a garage that I need sprayed. Those are jobs that I give these guys and gals that work for us to go do on the side, on the weekend. It's still labeled underneath me. It's a it's a flat premium. And I'm going to say, well, uh, you know, Splash, you can't do this because of this, this, and this. I know the laws. I, I know it is what it is. That's why there's a magic word called sub. I'm subbing the work out to you. A lot of the people that are my employees, which at this point in time, I don't. But when I did, they were already business owners. So I had no problem saying, look, I got to call on this. I'm going to sub it out to you because I know their license. I know they're insured. 
I know that they can do the job. But say, hey, look, this job pays $1,000. It's 800 bucks. Go get it done. I'm going to take my percentage. Just rough numbers for you. So let's get into why I say it's a good thing that these premiums have gone up. Food, gas, you name it has gone up. So why not? And the trades does it not go up. You deserve it. Every year you should be getting a raise. Whether you're the business owner or you're the prepper or you're the driver that picks up the, the lumber, there should be some type of raise given to you. Unless you're just a total jack-off, then, then probably not. And, excuse me, and that's unfortunate, if that's who you are. That, that's a game for you. But, but the reason is, is, I'm here to say, listen, with all the companies raising your product, I mean, screws have gone up. I went to, uh, I went to, Sorry, my, my podcast keeps cutting out, and I don't want to stop the recording. It automatically keeps stopping, and I'm just going to piece it. So if you hear a little bit of repeat throughout this or some cuts in it, something's with going on with Anchor right now. I'm not quite sure, but I will get that figured out. But my, my point is this, is that raise your prices. It's okay. Everyone else is raising them. The consumer will always pay for it. Ask yourself that question. Am I going to pay more money to go out to... P.F. Chang's, to go to McDonald's, to go to Home Depot and buy those screws, you absolutely fucking are right. You're going to. So do it in your business. Now, don't be greedy. It's okay to raise what you need to raise. Um, you know, it's cost of living raise. Everyone's done it. It is what it is. But, I mean, even, like I said, I went to one of the big box stores this week or a week or two ago, and they were out of screws. They didn't have four-inch screws. For some reason, they were nowhere to be found. I went to three different stores. There's a shortage everywhere. So to help you maintain through this, know that it's okay to look at your business model. Raise things. You charge $250 a room, move it to $275. That's okay. You have to be moving with the social norms in industry that you're in. So us being in trades, blue-collar tribe, raise them. Everything's gotten raised. I mean, look at drywall. I went to get, we were going to do this whole project in my garage this summer, and I was going to do some woodwork in our house. My wife wants a fireplace built. We're going to do that. We were going to change some trim. We were going to add the new flooring to the house. The minute that I saw wood go up, I told her, nope, I love you, but those honeydew lists are going to the back because I'm not paying triple. And I'm talking triple. For a sheet of plywood this year, it was typically about $13 to $14. I was paying $45. That's just nonsense. When there were trucks that had the wood that people were just going on strike. So point being of this episode is, look, raise your prices. It's okay. Don't be afraid to do it. One of the biggest things that you'll fail in a business while you're doing it is not raising your price because you're fear of not getting the job. Now, I know you're going to say, well, splash, everyone undercuts me. Well, fuck them. They're going to have to raise their prices at some point. Don't be that painter. Don't worry about your price. Let your knowledge and understanding about what you're being hired to do speak for you. If you're not good at getting that in, in, uh, implemented into your business, hire someone to do that. It's okay. We we see this industry of blue collar and we think we, as, as business owners, and I'm guilty of it as well, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to give anything away that I do. No. Hire someone to do the bids for you if you need to. Hire someone to just running and manage the, that knows nothing about what your business is. 
but managing all the tools, managing certain things. The more you can get in the industry of being able to do the things that you need and having the help, the better it is for you. So until next time, I am your host, Splash. Again, thank you to my sponsors. I hope you guys have a great day. And on one last note, if you're in Vegas the week of October 19th through the 23rd, I'm going to be in Vegas. The National Hardware Show is there. So come visit me at my booth. Jump on the podcast. Say hi. And until next time, Samosas Pocos por Locos. Blue Collar Tribe, I am out.